Welcome to Susie Petrozzi's Empowered Conversations. With over 20 years of experience as a clinical psychologist, Susie is an expert at taking people on a journey of personal growth and self-discovery. Join Susie as she talks to remarkable people who share their insights and lessons for living a purpose-driven life to inspire you in your own journey. My next guest is Lorraine Costa. Lorraine Costa was seven when her parents divorced. She comes from a Greek background, so this divorce was actually quite unusual at the time. She developed a sensitivity from a very young age to people. She lost belief and trust when she was little and always questioned everything. And in fact, her amazing curiosity got her into a lot of trouble. Lorraine then developed psychic abilities around the age of 14 and always predicted certain outcomes within her family because of this sensitivity. These outcomes would often eventuate and she thought that this was normal for a teenager to be so intuitive. Lorraine is a psychic medium, a spiritual advisor and a clinical hypnotherapist. Lorraine, welcome and thank you. Thank you, Susie, for having me today. Yeah, my pleasure. So, where do we start? Wow. You know, so- <laughs> I mean, how long's the session? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can we can keep going. Well, you know, I I always like to start from where are you at now? You know, given this journey, well, which we haven't even gone into, where are you at? Well, where where can I start? Okay, I'm sixty five years of age, and um, it's been a journey and a half throughout my life. As a very young age, and of course, coming from divorce, Greek parents back in the sixties, which is a very unusual thing uh, for a parent to leave their child. Um, yeah, it's been an, an interesting journey from a very young age, and developed a lot of you know sensitivity to people, and you know learnt a lot of things along the way, and learnt how to defend myself learned how to keep myself safe, um, secure, and um, how to find love, really. Mm. The ultimate that we're yeah. all searching for, right? Absolutely. So that early, that early time, like, you know, first of all, it's such an early, um, it's, an, it's an early age to experience divorce. Yes. How do you, like, what do you remember about that time? How did you make sense of that as a seven-year-old or even six-year-old? Because, you know, seven is when the divorce actually happened. That's right. Mm. All I remember was I was very confused, very lost. I can never remember my mum being around. Um, My brother and I have a brother who's a year and a half younger, we're always left alone in the house. We're always left alone. And I remember being really scared and fearful and used to think, where is everyone? So it was very, very, very hard. Mm. So you didn't know where, like, mum would go, but you didn't know. Well, we got told that our parents were working all the time and there was a, a, a lady that used to live around the corner from us who used to check up on my brother and I you know, every day sort of thing to make sure we were okay. But... I just remember being scared, being on my own all the time. So how did this, I suppose, fear, confusion and the not sense of not knowing, um, what impact did that have for you as you got older? Well, there, there was a lot of fear instilled as a young age, not knowing where anyone is, not knowing what's going to happen next, not knowing 
where we're going to go, not knowing who's going to look after us, mm. not knowing is anyone going to be really around? Mm. Are we are we not loved? Are we, you know, is this what our life is going to be? So it was really hard. And, of course, when you're a very young age and you look to your parents for safety, security, love, food, all those essential items in life, you kind of like left, you know, like as you get older, it's like it starts affecting you. Mm. It starts affecting your relationships, starts, start, starts affecting your friendships. It, it affects everything around you because mm. that's all you, you knew and that's what you've taken with you in adulthood. But I was fortunate enough to, to wake up to and become aware that I was dealing with all of this in my 20s and, of course, I got married at, at 23 and married for the wrong reasons, thinking I would find this so-called love and family, but unfortunately it didn't, didn't work out. Mm. And um, How long was that? How uh, long did the, the marriage last? The marriage last? lasted. I was divorced by 25. Mm-hmm. So, And then I realised I have to do work on myself. There's something, there's something more out there. There's something... I have to find there's something, and because of my curious nature, um, I just kept going forward. And um, I was lucky enough to come across certain people in my life that put me on the right track, started learning meditation, started Mm. learning, um, you know, how to, you know, do certain things in a certain way and do personal development courses and met some interesting people and um, I was very lucky. Very lucky. What was happening during that time? Like, you know, as you were particularly after the marriage breakup, what was happening to your sensitivity and your own intuition? Yes. Um, what happened was um, I developed a sensitivity to people. I didn't trust people. I didn't believe people. And as I got a little bit older and into my teenage years, I had become very intuitive and very I used to see things. I used to see visions. I used to predict things within my family and they used to happen. And I thought all kids were like that, but then I found out obviously not. And then I started doing some uh, psychic development courses in my uh, late 20s, early 30s Mm. and um, had some great mentors and how yeah. did that support your own journey, especially when it comes to, you know, you talk about security, you talk about safety, you talk about love. What were you able to, yeah, how were you able to develop through I, those? I, I found that I was supporting myself a lot through throughout my life, even though mm. there was family there, but it wasn't really family there. Um, my brother and I had a stepmom, but she wasn't very focused on us. And, um, yeah. Um, just you become resilient. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. And, because um, you get to rely on yourself. Yeah. Like yeah. yourself. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I just relied on myself and and had the courage to keep going and um, find what I had to find and go out there and venture out into the world. And I used to think, wow, it's a big world out there. What am I doing? Where am I going? What are, <laughs> What's going to happen? And I used to ask myself a lot of questions about a lot of things. Mm. Yeah, and that's mm. how I sort of learned. 
Lorraine, you're you're 65. You're incredibly, um, you continue to be curious. There's a really youthful sense to you. There's a playfulness. There's a real, you know, you're funny. You've got a great sense of humour. Is that something that you've always had? Has that gotten you through some of the more difficult times? Thanks, Susie. Um, <laughs> all that in one. Um, well, when I was younger, I, I, of course, I was very curious and I was always very playful. I always liked that child within me. And I think having a little bit of a sense of humor and being like playful, it's, it's like a defense mechanism. It kind of gets you through mm-hmm. whatever. And, um, and I've, I've worked with people all my life. I love people. I find them interesting. I learn a lot from people. Um, you know, it's, it's just fantastic. Mm. And um, and I guess that's where I am right now. Mm. I've learnt heaps through meeting different people and using my, you know, humour and sensitivity and, yeah. You know, if we go back to when you, when everything kind of, when your world turned upside down, if you, you know, to now, yeah. where, you know, where, how are things with your family now? It's been a tough one, I'll be honest with you. Um. I had a lot of anger towards my family growing up, especially in my 20s and Mm. 30s. There was a lot of things I wanted answers to. Nobody could give me answers. I used to ask my grandparents a lot of things. I didn't know much. Um, My dad wouldn't sort of elaborate on a lot of things. It was difficult getting things out of my mom as well. Um, and, um, And there was a lot of anger there, and I had to deal with a lot of abandonment issues, uh, being angry, not knowing why my mum left us. So mum actually left the home, My right? My mum left, yeah. left the home and I thought she didn't love us anymore. I thought that we did something wrong. Mm. I think I used to think that, yeah, I used to think she did something wrong. Oh, well, sorry, we did something wrong mm. Mm. and um, that she didn't love us anymore and that, that's why she left. We didn't, we didn't find out the real reason. I didn't find out until I was in my... 30s really what, yeah. what happened and um I kind of um met up with my mum years later I think I was 18 or 19 when I met up with my mum again after so many years but it, it, it's difficult the relationship is never the same because mm. I didn't really grow up with her like so to speak from a certain age so mm. I still had a lot of anger and abandonment issues to deal with and it's taken a long time you know, when you're talking about anger, I wonder how much of that anger is justified and how much of it maybe didn't serve you. Like, I'm just curious about that. How much of that anger did you have to feel and experience? Like, we, I think that it plays an important place, um, role. Yes. You know, when you look back to that. Um, yep. I, I, I feel that the anger does have an important role because you have to go through that anger to feel the emotion, to feel what it was like, to find out what happened, to find out Mm. why is that anger still there, why is it lingering in your body, what is it that you have to make peace with. Mm. But I feel sometimes that anger got me through certain things as well throughout my life. But now I'm happy to say that I can actually, you know, kind of Mm. let go of all that now. Taken me a long time. I mean, I mean, we're forever learning. Yeah, we're forever yeah. Yeah. sort of dealing with different emotions and 
Mm. It's Different experiences. It, you know, what, what comes to mind is just an episode or conversation that I did only last week and it was called It's Okay to Not Feel Okay. And this was one of the big lessons coming out of that conversation. The guest speaker was Ben Day. And I know it's something that I personally have to remind myself because anger particularly, or it could be sadness, you know, immediately I might I will judge myself. Well, why am I feeling like this? Because I like the sense of, you know, happy-go-lucky, going with feeling great, but that's not sustainable. Um, And so to find the place where you're at at the moment because of the work that you've done on yourself, what does that mean for you? Like what place in you? Finding a place to call home within myself. And um, I had to find that kind of peace and say, Okay, so I've experienced anger, I've experienced abandonment, I've experienced not being loved. Well, that's how I felt. Mm. You know, maybe I I was loved, I don't know back then, but that's how I felt inside myself. And I just had to find that place to call home within my thoughts, within my being, within my soul, to be able to move on and continue with my life. And um yeah. What is you know, I feel, you know, we're all searching for that, you know, um, that place we call home. Sometimes I feel it a bit more. Sometimes it's transient. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm disconnected. What does that mean to you? What does that feel like Finding a, now? a place to call home, what I call home, is, is, is finding that happy so-called medium mm. <laughs> within yourself where you're not concerned about whether you're loved, whether you're abandoned, whether you're lost or confused, and finding that balance of it's okay to be like that, mm. you know, and and maybe closing the door of that home and saying it's okay, we'll just leave that there. doesn't need to go anywhere. Wow. There's something so freeing in you saying and almost like, you know, that the emotion that comes for me as I listen or the feelings that come as I listen to you share that it's like it's so liberating. Like it's so, yeah, it's almost like it's, it's a, That's I right. don't know if it's a relief or if it's coming home, it's like, oh, I'm it, here. It's more a relief spiritually, I guess, mm-hmm. for, my, for my soul and spirit mm-hmm. and um, to move on for whatever, you know, I've got maybe – 20, 25 years to go, who knows, but mm. I want to feel that freedom. What does moving on look like for you now? Moving on means, wow, <laughs> <laughs> um, finding that that peace and freedom and being playful again and playful. fearful and, you know, like fearless, I should say, not fearful, playful. fearless and, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, wow. And, and you know, I mean, We've just come out of restrictions. I don't know about you, but for me, there's a little bit of being in between. How does playfulness come into that? How do you engage in playfulness, you know, given that we're, I mean, again, I'm speaking for myself, we're in this in between. Um, That's right. Lockdown has um, brought a lot of things up for me, brought a lot of things up to the surface and which I had to deal with emotionally. And of course, you know, working from home on my own, and um, it's been it's been tough. It's been mm. tough, and um, I believe in freedom, 
and I believe in pro-choice. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's been a difficult one. So, and, um, yeah, I think we're slowly getting out of that and I want to go out and play again and mm. be the person I want to be and be more creative. I think creativity is a, a real good one. Mm. And um, going out there and interacting with people again and finding people interesting and, you know. Yeah. And I wonder how much, given the change, like I, I'm just speaking out here out loud, speaking my thoughts because, you know, I'm not the same person I was six months ago. I probably am not the same person I was three, four months ago. So what's your sense about how do we, I don't know if the word is reconcile with that. How do we, because a part of us can all, a part of us can fight with that other part, (laughs) the new part, the new found. I don't know. I'm just wondering how you reconcile those two. Everybody's finding new meaning at the moment. There's a, there's a, I feel there's a new way that has emerged with a lot of people during lockdown. Mm. And I feel that finding new meaning, new ways of doing things, new ways of living, new ways of thinking, new ways of being creative, mm. new ways of just being, actually. Yeah. So I, I feel that's, that's really important and just going with it. That's a big one. That's a big one. You know, it's it's interesting when you say that just being, um, try hard as I might, less so, to and and I know that, that a lot of people can relate to this. That going about the way that they did, I don't know, a year ago is like hitting the head against the wall. It's not working. You know, it's it's like you can't get there the way that you used to. What what kind of words come to you? Words of wisdom for people who are still f- trying to reconcile the you know the the old way with the new way of being and finding meaning i feel that people have to stop resisting and basically let go let god just mm. let whatever unfolds and just go with it and just don't fight it mm. find what you want to do find the love find the peace find whatever matters in your life i think what matters is very important what matters yeah it's like, you know, when you say that there's a quality of that really going, what matters? What matters to me is a real quality of going inwards. And often that's the part that we resist, right? Absolutely. That's right. So I would just just let it all go, let it, let it be, and don't let anything divide anything really. Mm, and just, just find that meaning mm. and that matter. Um, Lorraine, how does um, – how do some of these things show up in your work as a psychic medium? Like I, I, I mean specifically with um, people that come to see you and when you do your readings and, yeah. I find when people come to me there's either health issues mm. or they haven't made peace with people, friends or family that have passed over and they're looking for that so-called closure or awareness so they can move on with their life. Um, it's unfortunate there's a lot of people that are sick out there and they're looking for answers and sometimes we can't always give the answers that they need and they need to look within mm. or do the research. But, you know, um, love is always the answer. Love is the key. And um, 
Yeah. Mm. We're just trying to help as much as we can and to, to give, you know, like hope and faith to people. I think it's really important from a, from a place of love and from a place from your heart. Mm. I think that's really important. People can feel that, right? Absolutely. They know. Absolutely. They know. Do you feel that when we, like when you say that what, what comes to, like what I visualise is that when we can speak from this place of, you know, our heart from that, from the core of our being, is there a sense of the reason that is so important? I mean, if I have to, being me, if I have to rationalise <laughs> um does it touch? It's like it, it touches that part in them. It touches your core and it's it's where healing starts and it's all, all about healing the self mm. and mm. the mind, of course. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So what's your, what's your wisdom for your life now to yourself? Well, what can I say? I continue, I'd love to continue doing my work because I love what I do. And also just to find that last bit of meaning in my life and be creative and be mm. playful and never stop being playful. And, you know, when you say that, I wonder, I want to tie in your Greek heritage. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> how does, you know, um, how do you, you know, is there a part of your Greek heritage that you can bring into? Absolutely. Yeah, tell me about that a little okay, bit. Okay, being brought up, um, Greek parents, of course. Well, second generation. My mum was born here, I was born uh-huh. here. But I do speak Greek and I, I love being Greek. I love the Greek food, especially the dancing and the music. Oh, yes. I love all that. Mm. I love, you know, I have a lot of Greek musician friends. And um, it's great. I just love it. Mm. It's just a different way of, of being and, um, yeah, enjoying that Greek culture. It can be very grounding to have that connection, like to your own heritage. And what I also find, um, even if you're not, if you don't have a different heritage, like if you're born and bred, let's say, in Australia or wherever that may be, that I find sometimes diving into, you know, different cultures, like whether it be watching a foreign movie or eating foreign food, that they can, they can do something to, I don't know, on a deeper level, like it can just give me some fresh perspective or I don't know your thoughts on that. Okay. How can I elaborate on this? It's like, it's like anything. Like if I go to an Italian culture, because I have a lot of Italian friends actually, Um, it's just another way and it's just fantastic. A lot, another way of eating, let's say another way of finding different music. Um, and of course, you know, the Italians, the hand gestures, (laughs) I love it (laughs) more so than the Greeks. (laughs) So it's just another way. And and I just find it fascinating. I just love it. Yeah. You know what it, um, what it kind of circles back to, you were saying, finding new ways. That's right. You know, that this all comes back to how do we find new ways on what is happening, whether it be new perspective, new meaning. That's right. And how do we look at every angle in a way that we're not too, I don't know, judgmental or narrow-minded? That's right. Okay. I, I feel that you have to take an open mind to everything not be judgmental. Who cares what anybody else does or what they've found or 
mm. how they find their meaning or what matters to them as long as they're happy because I feel happiness is another thing that comes into it. If you're happy doing that, that's great. Who am I to judge you? Mm. Mm. If that brings no. you meaning or, that, yeah. If that, if that gives you hope and faith, go for it. Yeah. Whether it's, it could be something as, you know, like picking up a stone that looks amazing and you feel that will give you hope and faith and you mm. keep it in your pocket. Mm. If you believe that, so be it. Mm. You know? Yeah, I like magic that. Magic is everywhere. I like that. Magic is it, yeah. It really is when we take the time to look. That's right. And what magical things are you learning about yourself? Do you continue to learn about yourself? Well, you know, like ah, magical things, what can I say? That, that I can, anything is possible as long as, as, long as you believe. Mm. If, you, if you believe that magic is there, then it will be there. If you believe that love is there, love will be mm. there. You know, you're yeah. open to all of this and allow your mind to expand yeah. to a point where possibilities are everywhere and mm. there's no limitations. You know, um, Lorraine, as as we've shared in the little time that we've had, I feel like there's an energy of kind of real expansion. There's an energy of, you know, it's the, the boundaries have been removed, um, the limiting boundaries, and it's really beautiful. It's really special. Thank you. Thank you, um, Susie. As a last question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your vision for the next 25, 30 years? I'm not going to limit the time that you have here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody knows. What's anyway. the vision for, that you have for the rest of your life here? Well, I just want to be happy, joyous, um, stay creative, love my music, and also continue to helping people mm. find what they're looking for yeah. because I think it's really important and, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'll probably have a few more challenges in my life because life always has a few challenges it throws at you mm. now and then, but I think it's what you make of it as well. It's a big one. Absolutely. Lorraine, thank you so much. I really appreciate this sharing. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so much, Susie. It's been great. Thank you for listening to Susie Petrozzi's Empowered Conversations. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. Leaving a review helps others find the podcast. And for more information, visit susiepetrozzi.com.